Avi red lightsaber, mm-hmm. and it's a claymore. What is that? That was that was the low part. That was the part that I saw, and I kind of went. Uh, Low part. Yeah. It, it, so this is so you know how that day when they said they were going to release this teaser, mm-hmm. and then a bunch of fan made teasers got released. Oh yeah, yeah, it was right. Awesome. And it was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah right. It, it messed with everybody because when they right. saw this, they didn't believe this right. was legit. And that's why, because that looks like fan made amateur BS. Yeah. Is what that lightsaber looks like. Yeah. That looks like what a, a fanboy who likes to play with Photoshop would do. I'm going to regret this. I got a bad feeling about this. Hello, what have we here? Red 5 standing by. This is not rescue. I'm a Jedi. Like my father before me. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here. No, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the first episode of Dead Bothan Spies, a Star Wars podcast. I'm Ryan Daly. In a little while, I'll be joined by Angela Drew, and she will do everything she can to ruin my excitement over the teaser to Star Wars The Force Awakens. But first, I want to thank everyone for trying out this podcast. I hope you all had a great holiday season. I got a few Star Wars-related items for Christmas. I got a t-shirt that I'm wearing right now with the Rebel Alliance symbol on it. For my brother, I got an amazing movie poster for Return of the Jedi, but this was from early on in the production when the film was still called Revenge of the Jedi. And I also treated myself to a Star Wars toy. I got a new Wedge Antilles figure with him in his snowspeeder outfit. By far the best gift I got for Christmas, though, was a Nordic Track exercise bike. It's awesome. I use it all the time now, trying to get into better shape. Which is good, because for some reason I also got a crapload of candy and junk food for Christmas. Seriously, my chocolate consumption over the month of December got so crazy that one of my New Year's resolutions was to not get diabetes. So the exercise bike is definitely going to help. The other New Year's resolution I made was to start podcasting. I listen to a lot of podcasts, I really enjoy the medium, and I've developed a few sort of pseudo-friendships through podcast communities. I wanted to try it, and I spent a good chunk of last year getting myself to a place where I could commit mentally to this endeavor. What to talk about was the subject of much internal debate, but I knew it was going to be about something that I felt a lot of passion for, and something from the world of the geek culture to which I belong. I considered a podcast focusing on superhero comics, either Marvel or DC, or both, I considered a podcast about G.I. Joe, the toy line, cartoon, and comics from the 1980s. I like both of those ideas, and I do intend to eventually do podcasts for both of them. But I decided to start with a Star Wars podcast, because, like the title for the next film, my love for this franchise has awakened. It was slumbering for a long time, but a number of things just in the last few months have gotten me excited about Star Wars in a way I haven't felt in almost ten years, really. I latched onto this idea of a Star Wars podcast, but I hesitated because I really wasn't sure how accepted it would be by the community. Here, I need to give a shout-out to Rob Kelly and the Irredeemable Shag, the co-hosts of the Fire and Water podcast. 
They usually talk about the DC Comics characters Aquaman and Firestorm, but not too long ago they did an episode just gushing about Star Wars and how much they loved the property, the movies, the books, the toys, everything. Hearing the enthusiasm in Robin Shag's voice and the feedback they received from their listeners was really encouraging, and it sealed the deal for me. I was going to start podcasting with Star Wars. But that's a pretty big topic, so at this point you might rightly be asking, what is this show going to be about really? Am I going to talk about the movies? About the toys? The books? The comics? Video games? And the answer is, yes. I plan on touching a little bit on all of that. The plan at this stage is for each episode of Dead Both and Spies to feature a conversation with a guest about one particular aspect of the Star Wars universe. This could be a character spotlight on Luke Skywalker or Jabba the Hutt or Grand Admiral Thrawn, or an event like the Battle of Yavin or the freezing of Han Solo and Carbonite. It could be a review of a book series like X-Wing Rogue Squadron or the New Jedi Order, one episode might examine the directorial and stylistic looks of the different films, while another episode compares the different lightsaber duels. My hope is that the conversations will be the focus of each episode, but I may also include reviews of Star Wars material like the new comics coming out from Marvel, or the occasional non-spoilery news update regarding the state of the Star Wars movies, or sometimes just an editorial nerd rant about something that inspires or irritates me. I promise as the series progresses, I will tell you about how Star Wars came into my life. But for this first episode, it felt right to talk about the biggest news of the day, which was the release this past Thanksgiving of the teaser trailer for Star Wars The Force Awakens. By now, if you have a computer, you've probably watched the teaser. And if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably watched it, re-watched it, and overanalyzed it, just like I have. In a minute, I'll welcome my guest, Angela. But before I get to that, I wanted to share some of my preconceived ideas and overall impressions about the teaser. Knowing that they were releasing a teaser 13 months before the movie hits the theaters, I was not expecting to see very much footage. Also, with J.J. Abrams directing the film, I assumed that he would emphasize the teasing part of the teaser. This was going to raise a lot more questions and frustration than answers. But Abrams is also a very different type of director than George Lucas, and I assumed that The Force Awakens will have a look that is distinctly different from the prequel trilogy, and it would also have a sense of kinetic energy and movement that I found sadly lacking in the last couple of films. All of those ideas and assumptions seem to have been confirmed by what I saw in this teaser, and that is encouraging and a little gratifying. My guest on today's episode wasn't so impressed by what she saw. And now you're going to hear part of my conversation with Angela Drew about our first look at Star Wars The Force Awakens. There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? I, I think I know what's coming, but overall first impressions, what did you think of the teaser for The Force Awakens? <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. The opening makes me giggle because it's so ridiculous. Okay, well, let's talk about it. Let's, okay. okay. It's, not, it's not a long piece. It's like 80 seconds. Right. It's there a are, teaser. Yeah, it is. Very it's much a, a teaser. teaser. There are seven sequences, I think 11 different shots, okay. and 14 words spoken. Um, you know that off the top of your head? No, I went back and watched it and counted these things, of course. <laughs> That's kind of worse. 
I do not argue that. Okay. Um, okay. Well, let's let's look at. It. So it's fading up on the desert. Which do you think it's Tatooine? Yes. I think it's Tatooine. I do too, and I don't like that. I know. Right, the backwater planet that no one goes to is like the only setting they can they can film. Yeah, stuff. every movie is set on this planet, right? which Luke described as the far center of the. Okay, right. So, it's like if there was so, like it's like if there was a global war across like all of Earth, and all the important stuff happened in a small town in Missouri. Right. Yes. Okay, and the voice is over the top. It's too evil. It also strikes me as the kind of voice that I don't know if those lines will actually be in the movie. They shouldn't be in anything. Like, Okay, well, there's another thing. This teaser came out 13 months before the movie is going to be on the screen. Right. They right. don't know what the movie's about. Right. Well, I guess they do, but uh-huh. they're not telling us because like, because that doesn't say anything. No. There's been an awakening. Have you felt it? Who is he talking to? Well, that's, Who is he? It's a teaser. I know, <laughs> but... Okay, so you don't like any of the dialogue spoken in this teaser. It's not dialogue. It's a voiceover. Okay, voiceover. You don't like any of that? No. Um, I agree. It's pretty... It's pretty. And at the end, like, the closing, mm-hmm. like, the dark side mm-hmm. and the light, that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything. Well... No. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> the dark side and the light side... That's the force. Yeah. It's in everything. <laughs> so what's he saying? There's been an awakening of everything I think that exists in the universe? I think specifically he's going to be talking about new force users, like a new generation of Jedis. There's going to be good and bad. Wow. All right, sorry. <laughs> okay, let's talk is about... That really? Like, is that groundbreaking to you? No, it's what everybody expected, but... Right, but would it be groundbreaking to you if you lived in this universe? Well, yes, because there's not supposed to be any more Jedi. Why not? You saw a million of them be born all over the place in the prequels. But that was like 15 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm going What's the awakening? It's It's a forced baby boom? I'm assuming, like, it's like... Smog, like awakening or schmog. <laughs> Smaug. Smaug. What if there's like a Star Wars Dark Jedi dragon? That would be What awesome. if it's like a space slug? What if the villain is a giant Dark Jedi okay, space you slug? You had me with the, the dragon. Okay. <laughs> the, a Dark Jedi space slug? <laughs> Alright, you might have something here. I found it very interesting when it was released that the first face we see is a black man um, because when this was released everything like Ferguson was exploding there was a lot of stuff going on in America about you know racial tensions police violence against blacks I am reading something into the fact that they decided to make the first face that we see a black man I don't um, think so I think so Blacks were pretty underrepresented in the galaxy far, far away. Okay. Okay, anyway. So, it's a black man. Also, he's wearing stormtrooper armor. Uh Uh-huh. I like that because it's not a clone wearing that armor. Yes, yes. Good. 
Do you think he's an actual stormtrooper, or it's just he like stole the armor the way Han and Luke did in Star Wars? I don't know. I have no idea who he is or what he's doing there, and so I have no stake in what's going on. Okay. Fair. Fair point. Right? So in a teaser, mm-hmm. in order to tease me, mm-hmm. I have to have a little bit of speck of understanding of what's going on. Okay. I have none of that. None of that? Mm-hmm. There's just a random guy running around the desert. See, for you, like that like titillates you. You're like, oh, who is that guy? Yeah. <laughs> right? Who is that guy? What's he doing? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't care. I don't know that guy. Would you have rather seen somebody that you already knew? Would you have rather seen Luke or Leia or Han? No, it doesn't have to be. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, one of the recognizable characters. Mm-hmm. But I have to kind of have sort of an idea of, like, it's got to link into the story I know. Okay. Right? It's got to link, it's got to dip into that existing knowledge. And it's not. Okay. So. Like, I don't understand why there's going to be stormtroopers on Tatooine uh, 30 years after the Battle of Endor. I, like, why? I don't know. I have no idea. But that not knowing doesn't really bother me. We see a droid. A little ball-shaped yeah, droid. he's a volleyball with a head, like, weird little, like... Okay. What'd you hate about him? <laughs> he, he looks like, he looks like merchandising. So, my, my first thought when I saw the droid was I do not like that. That looks prequel-ish. It looks fake. It looks like something that's not practical, and I and I don't like that. Um, two things have changed my mind about that. Um, one is the news, uh, Mark Hamill revealed this, that they did actually build a practical prop for that mm-hmm. droid. That it was on set, that it functioned with the actor. So it's not all CG. I'm sure a lot of it will be. Um, but they did make something um, for that to work with. Okay. Um, the other thing that I like about it, and this was having seen Interstellar a few weeks before I saw this teaser, um, Interstellar features a robot that looks ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, it's stupid. The first time the robot shows up in the movie, I was ready to walk out. I was mm-hmm. like, you just, you just broke it. You've killed everything about this movie. I'm no longer interested. Right. Um, however, as the movie progressed, the robot got much better. It was used in a good way. It was funny. Um, I actually rooted for the robot in scenes. Um, So that made me look at this ball droid in the Force Awakens teaser and say, okay, I'm going to give this some slack. Um, I'm I'm not going to rely on my first instinct was that looks silly and dumb. Um, So I'm giving that um, some leeway. But you have me at a disadvantage because you wouldn't saw Interstellar without me. Then we get um, some quick scenes of stormtroopers. Which, okay, they're experiencing turbulence. See, the, the impression I got of it, it was like... It was like the opening of Saving Private Ryan. It's like a shaky cam when they're about to like storm a beach. These yeah, are, these yeah, are troops totally about to did. be deployed. And... To- you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. But again, we're in a... How many years after we, um, Return of the Jedi? I think it's about set? 30 years. Okay, 30 years. Yeah. 30 years is a long time. I don't know who... Like, I have no idea what's going on with, like, the Empire. Maybe I'm rooting for the Empire now. Uh, the, the 
Empire might like okay. We don't know that the stormtroopers work for the Empire. Yeah, they, they might, could be. They might be the arm of the New Republic if the New Republic is even a thing. Right, because we don't know. Right. But I also don't know what the like. I don't know if that's a dangerous like like drop. Right, they're going mm-hmm. into battle, mm-hmm. or if it's just turbulence. <laughs> just like I don't know if that stormtrooper is in danger or if he just dropped his helmet and he's looking around to make sure that no one saw. <laughs> like, that would be an amazing reveal. <laughs> we see a woman getting on board a speeder bike and taking, off. and taking off. She also appears to be in this desert planet that's probably Tatooine. You ride motorcycles. Did you have any particular connection to this little bit? No. 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 You don't care about her? I So there's a sense of urgency, right? Mm-hmm. There's a sense of urgency. It starts with someone saying, Hey, something's up. Yeah. Did you notice? No. And then this guy looking really frantic and this droid like taking off somewhere and then this group of stormtroopers and whoa they're trying to land and then this woman jumping on a bike and taking off and then mm-hmm. and then as we'll continue, it just gets more and more urgent. But there's no glue there's no like I'm never given any sense of is this urgency connected or is it just a bunch of shots of people being urgent that's a fair concern and I I think that's right we get no semblance of the story or the plot from this none at all there isn't there doesn't seem to be a through line and the crescendo right so let's continue let's continue through these urgent scenes right so there's a woman jumping on the speeder taking off Mm -hmm. and it's a cool shot Mm -hmm. I like the look of it like I like the look Mm -hmm. of the Star Wars universe Mm -hmm. it looks nice Mm -hmm. it's not this CGI Mm -hmm. green screen like disaster that we saw in the prequels and it's cleaner right. than the you know the complete built sets right. of the original trilogy. It looks nice. I like looking at it, mm-hmm. but I need some glue, right? Okay. I need I need some like I know it's a teaser, and I usually and I will admit I usually don't like teasers because mm-hmm. I'm just like I don't know what that is and right. I don't care, right. right? Even when it's something I'm really excited about, I'm mm-hmm. usually just like I don't care. Give me a trailer. Okay. Um, but the next shot, I believe, is um, Wedge and Tilly's, right? No. Well, no, it's not Wedge. It's a it's, it's a new actor. It's a new character. Oh, really? Yeah. It really looks like him. Awesome. Maybe All it's right. his son. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, well, that makes sense because he would be really old. Anyway, it's an X-wing pilot, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And there's like him in the cockpit, which is a cool shot. Mm-hmm. But again. I don't know what he's doing. He's flying. And, <laughs> and, then, and then we've got the shot of the two X-Wings. Three. Which is, yeah, yeah. Or three. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I, okay, there's the X-Wings. And again, sense of urgency, mm-hmm. right? Because they're, like, going somewhere. It's also, it's a new environment. It's X-Wings in an atmosphere. They're, fl- they're skimming above. Like, and we hope it's not, something. like, you know, the only ocean Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually I'm crossing my fingers that it's not Endor. Like I don't I don't oh, want it to be God. just because it, it looks like a forest. Imagine? I don't want us to go back to all of these old scenes. Uh, yeah. Scenes. Well, I mean, if it's another world, then that's going to set it apart because the next scene, it well, wait, wait, the the final scene of the um, trailer. Do you mind if I jump to that with the the um, Millennium Falcon? Sure. Go on. I mean, that's 
obviously on what planet. It certainly looks like we're and back on that like desert planet. Right? Yeah. And then, so if we take a step back, after the X-Wings, then we have... Our okay. mysterious, probably yeah. our villain. So here's the thing. If we're looking at the building of this teaser, mm-hmm. right? It's like this mysterious voice, mm-hmm. this guy pops up, he's looking really, like, really frantic and urgent, and then this droid is rolling, it's going really fast, and mm-hmm. like, where's it going? And then there's like this group, like this this small shuttle of stormtroopers and shaky cam, and mm-hmm. like the door's opening, they're gonna like jump out, like mm-hmm. paratroopers or something, mm-hmm. and then it's the X-Wings flying, and where are they going? And then, boom, we're in the woods, and there's a guy walking. Mm-hmm. So he's walking through the woods alone. Mm-hmm. There's nothing there. Nothing there but trees. And he turns on his lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Fine. What's the purpose of that scene? People like lightsabers? Yes, that's it. Yeah. They just showed us that scene so they could show us the lightsaber. Absolutely. Right? So it's the build up, right? Yeah. Anticipation, anticipation, urgency, urgency. Here, look at a lightsaber. This is the BS that we saw in the prequels. And this is, I think this is part of the reason Mm -hmm. why I'm so not impressed with this. Okay. I'm like, so you're, oh, so you're going to throw a bunch of stuff at me? You're not going to tell me what's going on? You're going to get me excited? And then you're going to show me this stupid lightsaber, which is stupid. (laughs) I don't care what Stephen Colbert says. It's (laughs) so fine. It's a red lightsaber. So, oh, he's a Sith, because I guess it's the only cut, like, which I hate, by the way. I do too. Which I hate. I do too, and I will t- be talking about that in a later podcast. It's like, why don't you just wear a giant evil hat, right? <laughs> why don't you just tell everyone, by the way, when I turn on my very, very obvious weapon that you can pick out from miles away, <laughs> I'm going to make sure that it screams evil so you know who to shoot. Are you telling me there's not every bit of synth that's like, dude, I'm going to make a blue lightsaber? Doesn't seem like he would have an easier time playing right? him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Don't make me destroy you. With a title like Dead Boffin Spies, you might think this podcast will serve as a site for news and spoiler information, because the title refers to the rebel agents who discovered the location of the second Death Star. That's not going to be the case. The title Dead Boffin Spies is a variation of an old internet handle I used back in college. And now, maybe it's a case of being too clever by half, because this podcast is fundamentally not about Star Wars news. From week to week, though, I will occasionally comment on bits of Star Wars news that may pertain to the upcoming films. I will try very hard not to spoil any sensitive or important details about the movies for my listeners, in part because I don't want to be spoiled either. Over the next year, I'm going to attempt to avoid any details about the story or the plot or the characters that isn't officially released by the studio in the form of trailers or toys or things like that. I want to be as blissfully unaware going into the theater in December as possible, and I will pass that veil of ignorance onto my listeners. That's going to be all for this inaugural episode of Dead Boffin Spies. I want to thank my guest, Angela Drew, for appearing on this episode. Hopefully I can get her to come back again in the future. If you enjoyed this podcast and you'd like to offer me any constructive feedback, you can leave a comment for this episode on the podcast's blog page, deadboffinspies.blogspot.com. You can also leave a review of the podcast on iTunes, assuming I'm able to get this thing up on iTunes. 
Any comments left on the blogger page or iTunes may be read aloud by me in an upcoming episode. So let me know if you don't want your name or message read on the air. Also, you can contact me privately through the blog page using the contact form on the right-hand column. Dead Bath and Spies is not affiliated with Lucasfilm or Walt Disney Company, and the views expressed on this show are solely the opinion of the speaker. All music and audio clips are used for entertainment purposes and are believed covered under fair use. And I make no money from this podcast, so no copyright infringement is intended. Thank you for listening. And until next time, may the Force, you know, whatever. in a post-George Lucas apocalypse, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, I've already been beat over the face by the prequels, mm-hmm. and so I'm not going to fall over and be excited about little crumbs that he throws at me. I'm going to expect that he's going to kick me in the teeth, and I'm not going to bend over and sniff. I don't know what that analogy was. <laughs> <laughs> you got like three or four different things going on there. Okay. Okay, let's, See how frustrating it is when you don't know what's going on? Okay, let's, <laughs> let's skip past um, the Stormtrooper.